are now listening to the Motivated Mama podcast. This is a community for parents that want to be authentically themselves while looking for judgment-free, genuine, and heartfelt parenting advice. We talk to other mothers and experts to get small, easy steps that we can take to help us accomplish our goals. Learn with me as we discover ways to break patterns of unproductive behavior repeated generation after generation in our families. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Motivated Mama with me, your host, Sydney Ross, The Motivated Mama. So today's conversation is going to be all about the birds and the bees. Um, And we're discussing the birds and the bees because I want to help everyone become sex positive parents. And the reason why this is such an important topic to discuss when raising children is because a lot of us did not get um, these one-on-one sex positive talks. A lot of sexuality talks did not begin until we were teenagers in high school. For a lot of people, that didn't even happen until, you know, after they had already begun having sex. And I feel like it is our jobs as parents to teach our children about sex, regardless if they open up that conversation or not. So growing up, this was not something that we talked about. This was not something that we discussed. I never had a sex talk with my parents, um, which to me was not safe because then you lean on your own understanding of what sex is. And you also, you know, look to what others are saying, what's in the media. So you don't really get you know, valuable information as a child or a teenager when it comes to sex, which is very, very dangerous. It's dangerous for your health. It's dangerous for your well-being. It's dangerous for your mental. So that's why it is our jobs to equip our children with the correct information when it comes to sex. Um, so just a brief, um, not even necessarily story time, I'm going to go over how I feel that I'm already moving in the direction of being a sex positive parent before we actually get into, you know, how we can go about that. So for me, you know, like I said, I didn't get those talks. So I remember when I did start having sex, I just told my mom, like, hey, I lost my virginity, basically. Um, And when my dad found out that I was having sex or he pretty much guessed it because I had a steady boyfriend at the time. He was just like, make sure to stay protected. That was it. I didn't have anything else other than that, you know, nothing from my mom and my dad just saying, make sure to stay protected. Um, So when it comes to my own children, I want to make sure that they are well aware of, you know, what sex is, what pleasure is, the dangers behind it, you know, and I don't want it to be a scare tactic. I want it to be like anything with our bodies or health wise that we discuss. Um, so I have a two year old and a 10 year old. 
with my two-year-old to begin, you know, sex positivity, um, we talk about simple things. So people usually think like, oh my God, you would talk to a two-year-old about sex. Not necessarily. It's just equipping them with the correct language at this time. So for my two-year-old, you know, we say the correct, you know, words when it comes to body parts. And that includes private parts. So we say breast, we say penis, we say vagina, you know, so he knows what is what. Um, and, you know, he knows that he's a male and he has a penis. He knows that mommy is a female, sister is a female. They don't have a penis. They have a vagina. And we only introduced that when he started noticing you know, because I take a shower, I have a two-year-old, it's almost impossible to keep a two-year-old away from you naked. So, you know, when he points out and says, what is that? I tell him and then we keep it going like as if I told him what his ears or his eyes or his nose is. Um, so we just make sure to put the correct phrases, or I mean the correct wording for body parts. And you know, some people feel uncomfortable with that. I've seen in many mom groups and many parents express like, I don't want to hear my two-year-old saying that. That's a you problem. That's not a them problem. They don't feel like it's anything weird. It's just a body part. And I feel like when we are moving in the direction of being sex positive parents, we have to keep the air clean like that and make it so it is something normal. We have to stop making like it's something weird and uncomfortable and bad or taboo because that's when all the danger and the issues come. So if we just openly speak about these things like we would anything else health-wise, it makes it easier and more comfortable for your children to ingest. Now, when it comes to my 10-year-old with having sex um, talks, with having sex talks, you know, one thing that I try to be very open about is, you know, things that she sees like on TV and social media. She has a lot of questions and we have a pretty open, you know, relationship where we talk about any and everything. You know, we've talked about puberty. She knows like bodily functions. She knows all of that stuff. Um, so when we talk about sex, one of the main driving factors that I try to explain to her is the falsehood and a lot of stuff that she sees in the media, how, you know, that's not really how sex goes. And I try to, you know, make sure she knows all the correct words for the body parts, make sure she knows what is okay and what isn't okay. Make sure she knows, you know, who should and you know nobody should be touching you making sure that she understands that certain things are normal and okay such as you know masturbation things like that so we're gonna get into that um when we're talking about you know tips for each age group but i'm pretty open when it comes to sex talks with my children just because i don't want it to be something weird and if something happens or if they have questions, they're not uncomfortable coming to me for it because you want your children coming to you for this stuff. You don't want 
your 10 year old asking 10 year old Billy at school what this is that is because 10 year old Billy watches porn on his mom's computer at nighttime because mom doesn't check anything. You're just opening up a wormhole of bullshit, you know, and you don't want your kids in danger thinking that they know things that they don't necessarily know or understand. So that is the whole point of today. We want to make sure our children are safe. Um, and we want to make sure not to be uncomfortable with it. So, you know, if you feel any kind of discomfort when having talks about sex with your children, I feel like that is a place of healing that you need to take up. Um, because like I said, a lot of us did not receive that. So it is really hard. You know, I have to go and look up things when stuff comes up. I don't just automatically know this stuff because I didn't have any type of training. And, you know, when you go to school, they preach abstinence and STDs, and that is it. They don't teach you anything else about anything when it comes to sex. Um, so that's our job, but you know, if you're uncomfortable with that or if you have trauma when it comes to sex or you've dealt with your own issues when it comes to sex, that is really something that you need to seek counseling or help from because you don't want your children to go through those same things because you're unable to be that guide for them. You know, it's just going to continue a dangerous cycle. Um, so, you know, get help with that. So that way you are able to have that type of open communication with your children um, and you're not shutting them down or making things seem weird and uncomfortable. Um, so first, I'm going to let you all know that all of our advice and tips today, our resource is coming from a website. Um, and the website is called liesaboutparenting.com. Um, so liesaboutparenting.com. And I will make sure to tag that link in the show notes. Um, and this is just, you know, another parenting boat, opening up the door, how to talk blog site. Um, but the thing that I'm going over is age appropriate sex talks. So talk to your kids about sex based off of their age. And I really liked um, this resource that I found because it breaks it down by age, but it also has like their own little analogies and things that make it easier um, to have these sex talks with your kid. So basically, I'm just going to go through, you know, the advice that they have and then we'll give you other resources as well. Um, so first of all, when it comes to sex, we need the number one thing that we need to open our minds to and understand is our children are exposed to sex way earlier than we think. So, you know, like we have the parents who are like, oh, we got to try to block every single thing. There's no way around it. Even if you didn't have electricity, TV or anything, if your kids see other kids, if they have conversations with other kids or relationships, they are exposed to sex. I know this for a fact because my daughter came home last year in the fourth grade telling me about all types of stuff 
that kids in her class are looking at and seeing and talking about. So they are very well aware of of sex at early ages. So like nine and 10 and probably way younger because they're watching you. They watch TV. They're at school with other kids and you don't know what other children are exposed to. Um, so they're talking about it. So that's one thing that all of us need to just get over as parents. Um, and we need to really understand that our children talk about sex. They know about sex. Um, and that's why it is our jobs as parents to give them the correct information because kids have no clue what they're talking about. So first, we're going to start off with, you know, age appropriate sex talks based off of each age group. So the first age group is age zero to three. So the very first years, and they like to call this um, the nice time. So nice uh, is short for name it, claim, and explain. Um, So name it. That basically means you're going to begin to use anatomically correct names for all body parts. Don't be weirded out by it. Don't make it weird. A penis is a penis. A vagina is a vagina. You know, your anus is your anus. Breasts are breasts. Make sure you're using anatomically correct names for all body parts. Um, Even, you know, testicles, vulvas, all of that. Make sure you're using correct names for all those body parts, just like you would eyes, eyebrows, nose, lips, fingers, fingernails, cuticles. Make sure you're just incorporating that. Um, make sure they recognize the difference between male and female body parts. That's easy. And encourage kids to claim their bodies as their own. So this is a time to encourage children to, you know, especially, you know, the perfect time to have those discussions, set boundaries. If they say no, that means no. Nobody should be touching you. You know, having those talks with children this small is, you know, during bath time or getting ready to go to the swimming pool. I feel like these are the perfect times to talk about you know, body parts and boundaries with those body parts. So nobody should be touching these parts. These parts are your private parts. Anything that's covered by your swimming suit is your private part. And that is not a place that anybody should be touching. Only mommy, if she's giving you a bath, you know, nobody else should be asking to touch these parts and nobody else should be asking you to touch those parts on these. And nobody should be asking you to touch those parts on yourself while they're watching. You know, make sure that they understand boundaries and make sure that they understand the power in their no. No means no. And the perfect time to set these boundaries as well is when it comes to, you know, giving hugs and kisses to family members. If they don't want to be picked up, they don't want to be picked up. If they don't want to say bye, they don't have to say bye. If they don't want to give a hug, they don't have to give a hug. If they don't want to kiss Aunt Janine at Christmas time, they don't have to kiss Aunt Janine. So it's allowing them to set boundaries for themselves. Um, And then another thing at this age from zero to three is to explain 
bodily processes. Um, so, you know, explain different things that your body does, how it processes, and that includes pregnancy and birth. But you want to do these in very simple terms. You don't have to give them full details on how somebody gets pregnant. You just let them know, hey, mommy and daddy love each other. And now mommy's pregnant. A sperm meets an egg and it turns into a baby. And then mommy pushes the baby out or the doctor takes the baby out. Simple, clean cut. And usually at this age, they're not going to go, you know, into deep conversation. They pretty much and keep it moving. Um, and I feel like that's why it is so simple, you know, when talking about body parts or explaining these things. Your kids at that age where they don't even think that it's weird. They're just like, okay, cool. Keep it moving. So the next um, age group is age three to five. For this age, um, they say it's time for ask and tell. So you want to deepen the nice conversation. So name it, claim, and explain. And then you want to add um, discussions about privacy um, and about privacy. I feel like that means, you know, sexuality is private and it happens at home. Um, or, you know, if you touch yourself, that's something that you do, you know, in the bathroom or in your bedroom behind closed doors. That's not something that we, you know, do out in public. We don't touch ourselves out in public. You know, things like that. Um, and also start an ask and tell dialogue. So encourage conversations about how their bodies feel to get kids thinking about goodness of intimacy and discuss wasn't, what doesn't feel good. Um, so I feel like this is very important because a lot of people, when they do have or have had sex talks with their parents, it's always taboo. It's always bad, 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 inappropriate, 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 which is not okay, especially you see this a lot when it comes to raising girls. Um, so at this age, we want to give them an idea of what pleasure is. Does that mean explaining them touching themselves? No. We explain pleasure by simple things like when you eat, when you're hungry and you eat, it feels good. When you eat, it's satisfying. You know, if you have an itch and you scratch it, that feels good. It's satisfying. When you fall on your knee, that hurts. So we really want to have those discussions about what feels good and what hurts. And that kind of gives them an idea of pleasure and pain. You know, what is good and what is not okay. And this gives them an idea of goodness of intimacy. You know, how things should feel versus how things should not feel. But we're not even getting into, you know, actual sexual intercourse. We're just wanting them to recognize pleasure um, and what that actually means. So for ages five to eight, they call this puberty politeness. Um, so nice, the nice talk continues, name it, claim and explain. Um, and th at this time, we're going to talk about the anatomy of sexual intercourse. Um, so we talk about what that actually is. What is sex? Because at this age, kids 
are wanting to know or they heard about it or they're curious about it. Um, so this is the time where you really have to let your guard down. So if you only have toddlers right now and you're uncomfortable with these discussions, now is the time to seek help um, or guidings or counseling. Um, so that way, when you get to this five to eight year old mark, whether, you know, depending on the maturity of your kid at this time, um, you're comfortable with having these types of discussions because now is when we're getting into the thick of it. Um, so we're going to discuss, you know, what sexual intercourse actually is. And this is a time where we start to learn about different sexual orientations. Um, so the variations of sexuality. So hetero, homo, bisexual, transsexual. Um, so this is the time, and especially in a world that we live in now, we can't stop what's going on. It's out here. I know some people get irritated. I personally am an parent that does not care. I think that, you know, People should not be in hiding. People should be able to be free who to be who they want to be. Um, their sexuality is their business. I don't feel like this is one thing that we need to hide from our children um, because heterosexuality is a form of sexuality. So a man and a woman is still a form of sexuality, just like a woman and a woman, a man and a man, transsexuals, bisexuals. All of that is something that, you know, it's out here. People are coming out and comfortable with them. So we need to just go with the flow. Um, that's just personally how I feel about it. So at this age, your children are seeing it. They see the drag shows. They see, you know, um, pride parades. They see it they, on TV. You know, it's being incorporated into everyday life, which I personally feel like it should have been incorporated in everyday life because people shouldn't be in hiding. Just like I feel like different races should be in everyday life. It should not just be one way clean, cut and dry because this is the world that we live in and your kids should know about everything that's going on in the world at, you know, at an age appropriate time. So from five to eight is when, you know, it's time to start having those discussions about, you know, this is, this is what this person is and that is okay. Simple as that. It's just normal. As long as you keep stuff normal, it's going to be normal. When you start making stuff weird and messed up, that's when things get rocky. Um, and then puberty, you know, puberty can start at age nine. I know some kids, puberty starts younger than that. So, um, but puberty can start at age nine. So it's time to prepare. So discuss basic social conventions of privacy, nudity, um, and respect for others in relationships. Um, you want to open up puberty talks. They have so many books. I highly recommend. And you know what? Uh, we'll post that too when we post this video. I'll post some links on our social media pages of different books. So that way you can start having those puberty talks. And the books make everything easy. Um, me and my daughter have one book that we're currently reading and we're working through and we'll just do a chapter and we read it together. And if she has more questions, she can ask me questions, but that definitely makes it a whole lot easier to have these talks and discussions. And 
they're getting true knowledge of what is actually going on, not just what everybody's talking about or what we see on the outside. Um, and then you want to continue the conversation of what feels good, what doesn't feel good. So age eight to 10, it says less questions, more curiosity. Um, so a child at this age can handle basic explanations on just about any topic. So that includes rape and abuse. Um, so this is a time where, you know, I feel like even earlier than eight to 10, you can discuss those type of things um, in a, a not so crazy detailed way when they're younger. But we know that sexual abuse happens no matter what your age is. So I don't feel like waiting until a kid is 10 years old to tell them what those things are. I don't feel like that's necessarily beneficial, but it's up to you, up to your discretion as a parent. But we know that these things take place and they happen younger than 10 years old. Um, so we always want to prepare our children and let them know what those things are just in case, because we do need to keep them safe no matter what. Um, and then we want to provide information about sexuality and puberty for both sexes. So continue those puberty talks, continue those sexuality talks. Um, but there is more curiosity. So we can talk about things like relationships, um, how sex should go in relationships, um, you know, what things are okay and what things aren't okay. We can talk about sexually transmitted diseases. We can talk about different forms of protection. We can talk about abortion at this time. Once again, we're going through a really crazy time. So discussing what abortion is. And like I said, you don't have to say it like this is what actually happens unless your kid asks. But you can just say, hey. An abortion is when somebody no longer wants to be pregnant anymore. And that can be for various reasons. It can be because financially they don't have the, t you know, the money to take care of a child. It can be because they are sick themselves and they're going through something and, and it's going to be very difficult for them to take care of a child. It can be the timing is not right. It can be, you know, a multiple, it could have happened, a pregnancy could can be created from abuse and they don't want to continue that. So, you know, you can explain those different things in details at this age. Um, and acknowledge um, not everyone fits the same gender molds. So, you know, talking about different forms of sexuality, but everyone can exp experience pleasure and pleasure is a great thing. So, not shaming when it comes to pleasure. We know that sex feels good. We know that sex runs the world. It literally does. It's in everything. Um, you know, our children would not be here without it. That's how life continues. Um, and it's okay for that to feel good. Um, and just let them know, like, hey, when you get to a certain age. We're not promoting that kids have sex young. That's not what we're doing. We want them to have healthy sexual relationships and encounters when the time comes. So, you know, when I discuss sex with my daughter, I always say when the time comes, 
when you do start experiencing sex, when you are older, you know, I, I try to highlight that, you know, it should be pleasurable. And I feel like this is something really important to discuss when you have daughters. So many times with boys, it's just brushed off. Like, it's okay. You know, it's no big deal. Or you know what he's doing. Or, you know, it's okay for, for men and boys to experience pleasure. But it's not okay for girls. And that's one thing that I want to get across for my daughter is a sexual encounter. Or when you have a sexual relationship with somebody, it should be enjoyable for you. You know, letting her know that she has power in those moments, that it should be something that she feels good at the end of the day. She feels great in those moments, making sure that she knows that because so many women today, adult women, have not even experienced an orgasm. So many women today don't even understand that this is for them too. It's not just a time for a man. And that's why even when it comes to, you know, like porn, my daughter slipped in and, you know, we had to take her phone because she was watching that or she had stumbled upon porn. And I had to have a talk with her about that. Like, it's not ideal because we know that that industry is mainly dedicated towards men and the pleasure of men and what men need to get off. And that's not what it's all about. So just making sure to instill those values in our sons and our daughters equally to let them know that this should be a pleasurable experience for both parties, not just one. And you are entitled to that pleasure. Um, and reinforce healthy boundaries and self-esteem. They should feel great. And they have the right to say no. You know, once it is time for you to start having sex or once you have a boyfriend and you are doing things regularly, if you don't want to, you don't have to. You're, nobody is entitled to your body. Um, so just letting them know, like, you know, you can enforce boundaries. Um, and even during sexual acts, you can enforce boundaries. There are things that I do not like that I'm not going to do. And that is okay. And if somebody can't respect that, then that means they don't respect you. So just giving them those kind of tools. So for ages 9 to 10, what makes a good relationship? Um, initiate conversations if you have to, but make sure they continue. So make sure the sex talks continue. Sex talks should not end. This is something that needs to continue whether your kids are coming to you or not. You need to initiate these talks if they're not coming to you about them. And um, reinforce what they've learned. So go over all of the things that you've already talked about. Ask them, make sure that they know and they're remembering everything that you guys have already discussed with one another. Um, tweens need to know about safe sex and contraception. So this is a really great time to highlight different forms of protection um, and contraceptives. Um, so that way they know and what they're for and what they do so that they know like these prevent STDs, contraceptives, prevent pre unwanted pregnancy. Um, so letting them know what that is. And I feel like as well for our girls, and them know the side effects and the different dangers that come in line with different types of contraceptives. We're, I don't feel like we should any longer be in the age 
advantage of, oh, you got your period, you're getting on birth control. Like without their consent or their say so or their knowledge, because these things have a lot of side effects that people aren't looking into. So and if you don't know it, you need to gain the knowledge when it comes to contraceptives. So that way your children know. Um, what um, Discuss what makes relationships healthy, self-empowered and positive and what does not so even outside of the sex part let them know what makes a healthy relationship with people because these are people that they're going to be having sex with um so let them know you know what what it takes to make a healthy relationship what healthy communication looks like what healthy boundaries look like um so let them know what what makes a real relationship work how to make somebody else happy, how you should be happy. You know, what is a healthy relationship? So that is definitely something that needs to be discussed. Um, and always let them know that, you know, they should feel self-empowered. Explain relationship choices and feelings for others, including how to start, continue, and end a relationship. So if they have feelings for somebody, how to start a relationship with that person, how to listen to that person, how to make sure you're being listened to, how does a relationship continue, how to get past conflict and disagreements, you know, how to get past arguments, and when is it time to call it quits, and it's okay to call it quits, and what that entails when you do call it quits you know, go over all of the emotions and the feelings and things that it really takes because our children need to know, as well as us, what makes healthy relationships and, you know, what they're getting themselves into when they do end a relationship or if somebody was to end a relationship with them. We don't want them shell-shocked and depressed and not knowing what to do. Um, so age 13 to 18, the pleasure talk. By now, your child has all the facts about sexual interactions. Now it's time to reinforce safety and discuss the anatomy of pleasure. Whatever your gender is attracted to, talk about pleasure. Explore relationships, including assertiveness, vulnerability, communication techniques, personal values, asking for help, and making choices. And especially this is a time to talk about the difference between love and lust. Do you really love somebody or are you just feeling hot for them? You know, they're at that age, 13 to 18, where that is okay to discuss. Okay, so age 13 to 18 is the pleasure talk. So for this, you want to, um, by now, your child knows all the facts about sexuality, sexual intercourse, all of that. Um, we want to continue to talk about, you know, pleasure. Um, who are who are they attracted to? You know, sexuality, um, different forms of sexuality. What that means to them. Um, you know, what do they identify as at this point? Um, but I think this is a really great time to discuss the difference about love and lust because these teenage years are really rocky and tricky when it comes to like relationships and understanding, you know, love and lust. Um, and our kids, you know, if they don't have a really good idea of that, 
then they're, they're often misconstrued. Um, you know, they find themselves obsessing over people um, and things like that. So we want to make sure that they understand the distinction between actually loving somebody. What is love? What does love mean? What does love feel like? And what is lust? So lust, you know, I just, I like, you know, the sexual aspects of this, but do I actually like this person as a person? So really making that distinction. And then lastly, ages 18 and up, it's all about opening up and making them need you. Um, so at this point, we have to accept that our children are adults at this point, um, and they need to be treated like adults at this time. You know, regardless of what capacity they need us, 18 and up, they are adults, and they need to be treated with adults, and they need to be given the responsibility and the respect of an adult. Um and or at this point, they may not need you at all, but you should make them want you. So how do you do that? By all of this time before being an open book, by all of this time before being vulnerable, by all this time before sharing your experiences when it comes to sex, um, all this time before making sex talks comfortable, making all conversations comfortable, whether they're difficult or easy conversations making sure to keep an open line of communication with your kids. So what does that mean? That means not waiting for them to come to you, but to continue talking to them regardless. Um, and continue to offer physical and emotional um, talks about intimacy um, while respecting their need for independence. So not judging their choices not turning your nose up or, or always having something negative to say when it comes to the choices they make, whether that is who they're having sex with, if they're having sex, um, or what their sexual orientation is, you know, being completely accepting. That's theirs at these times and respectful of their independence and respectful of their privacy. You know, when it comes to their privacy space to give you, you know, they tell you where the cutoff is. It's not your your time to pry into everything. Let them feel comfortable coming to you about things. You can ask them questions, but if they don't give you so much, don't try to push past the boundaries that they have set when it comes to their privacy and their sexual life. And appreciate them and share your values and your experiences. Um, so like I said, make sure that, you know, you're being an open book as well. Make sure you know you're sharing, but let them know that you've had these extreme things. You don't have to tell them everything that you're personally doing, experiences as well. Um, so that way they don't feel like you're just a judgment. It comes from you being vulnerable in those moments too closed book or that you don't know what you're talking about so a lot of that you know openness and make sure that you know you're facilitating their access um to sexual and reproductive health care um so you know those are things you can stay in line with making sure that like hey they're taking the initiative um to stay healthy making sure that they are going to those annual checkups, making sure they are getting screened regularly for STDs, especially if you know that they have an open sex life. Um, so just, you know, make those suggestions to keep them on a safe 
safe and healthy track. And lastly, it's up to us to continue these conversations in their childhood, um, throughout their adult lives. It is ultimately up to us because like I said, they're not always going to be like, hey mom, let's talk about sex today. You know, it's up to you to keep that that ball rolling, regardless if they come to you about it or not. Keep talking to them about it. Make it normal. Make it comfortable for them. Um, and, and always keep um, sex in a good life. Sexuality and pleasure should always, you know, be something that's highlighted as good. Let's not put those negative um connotations to it let's not make it taboo for them let's keep it light and airy and open and you know easy to talk about um ultimately in the end we're gonna raise healthier children and we can also make you know std rates drop uh unwanted pregnancy to drop these things, when we educate our children, we empower our children. Um, so make sure to continue to educate them. Make sure to continue to empower them when it comes to sex and pleasure um, and relationships. Um, and, and that way we empower them. And then we're also allowing them to love their bodies um, and allowing them to explore their bodies um, without feeling guilty or negative about it. We want to keep it positive. Um, and that's how we become and remain sex positive parents. So I hope that all of these tips really helped you guys today. Like I said, I will put the um, the link uh, to Lies About Parenting. I will put that link in the show notes. Be sure that you are going to our Facebook page, The Motivated Mama Podcast. Um, we have the website, momamapodcast.com. We're on YouTube. And then I also have the personal parenting support group, The Motivated Mama on Facebook as well. So make sure you're checking those out. Whenever we do post these videos on social media, I will be posting the links to everything as well as additional resources. Also be sure to, you know, invite all of your friends and family who are parents or whoever works closely with children, invite them to listen to our podcast, like, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen to us on. Um, even if that's you watching us on YouTube, make sure to like and notifications um, for our subscribe and to sign up to receive notifications for different um, social media sites and for our YouTube. So that way, you know, when episodes are dropping, our episodes are aired every Tuesday is a new episode. Um, so I do thank you guys so much for listening today. And I hope to uh, see you guys again. If you want to submit a question, or if you want to be on the show, message me at contact at momamapodcast.com. That's M-O-M-A-M-A podcast.com. Please tell all the moms you know about the podcast, our Facebook group, YouTube channel, and community events. Your recommendation helps our show grow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to our podcast.